Hey, Kevin. Hey, Jim. The world's in peril and needs our help. It's time for... Unification! <laughs> this episode, we're taking one more turn with Breath of Fire 2. Welcome to One More Turn, a classic gaming podcast that's always free to play. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. So RPG sequels, Jim. RPG sequels. We're playing them. Yeah, we're playing. We skipped one. We skipped Breath of Fire 1 and just went right into 2. Right into What's the deal two? with that anyway? Do you know anything about Breath of Fire 1? It's nothing. I mean, I I'm played sorry, it. Breath of Fire. I, I, I played Let's it. Let's not be presumptuous. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Roman numeral I. No, I mean it's it's one of, it's just a one of a million JRPGs out there. <laughs> one uh, of the million games called Breath of Fire. No, what I what I was curious about, what I feel passionate about, is when you take a number in a series of games, should they exist in the same universe? You know, Breath of Fire Two takes place after Breath of Fire One. Basically, what I'm asking: Do you go with the Final Fantasy branding model of RPG, or do you actually? create a world around a title try to expand on themes and repeat themes and and have have kind of storylines go beyond just the one story contained in sort of one game well man final out. fantasy didn't even invent that in the genre man what's dragon, it that was, that was dragon's quest actually there's probably even something beyond there's something before that because lord knows i started i started you know, i didn't start wizardry until late 80s that's not a jrpg get out of here well they all borrowed from wizardry at least that's what they admit. All these bands are just Judas Priest. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was so much better when just the Ramones were around. Punk's dead, man. Me, personally, I, I like it when it's a series. Like, I, I played Ultima, and Ult- there was nine Ultima games. There's and, more than nine Ultima games. Well, there's nine in the series. There's okay. also, like, Ultima Online and the, the many Underworld. iterations of that. Ultima World, right. Right? <laughs> Ultima what? Under, no, isn't it, like, Underworld? Underworld. I think there's, like, there's two that are, like, Ultima on Mars. There really is. They're called like one's called like Martian Adventures and one's called Jungle Adventures. It's like Are you confusing these with Commander Keen games? Uh, maybe. Ultima nine or Ultima the, the numbered series, one through nine, there's some retcon involved, but it, it essentially took the same character, which was you, uh, or your avatar, through the entire series. Like it was the same people every time out. Things that occurred in previous games came back in later games. Small details that were seemed insignificant, like, say, the shattering of an evil crystal in Ultima 1 is the main enemy in Ultima 5. A lot of themes kind of run through it about personal responsibility through all the whole nine series. You know, do you want that in an RPG, or do you want the Final Fantasy model, which is basically a brand of a style of gameplay? You know, the, using the name Final Fantasy to kind of describe to the person who's buying it or playing it, this is the type of game you are playing. Well, see, it's it's interesting because in, even as of late, they've gotten away from their own model in that way. Because you're now you've got you've got your Final Fantasy ten two, you've got thirteen spinoffs, or at least in theory, there's supposed to be thirteen spinoffs. But mm-hmm. Lord knows, Versus is getting kicked back forever. I think it was it's, it wasn't it canceled. It's fifteen now. Oh, they say, it's, okay, there it's we go. It's called 15 now. They're like, let's just redo this. Let's start over. Isn't Watson everyone? There's always like one or two, there's like one or two characters that do appear in every game. Sid. Um, Sid. Sid, sorry, you're right. Watts was actually this. Yeah. Like this and like yeah. every Secret of Mana game. It ultimately kind of comes down to I guess, how invested you are with the characters and if there really is much more room to grow or maintain interest with, especially with the audience, because that's mm-hmm. kind of what you're getting at with maintaining with maintaining a character base. I mean, I just uh, a couple you know a couple episodes ago we were talking Disgaea, and you know Disgaea sequels they they completely they completely changed the cast. Yeah, they, a couple people made cameos here and there, but again, similarly, you were getting into a system and like a brand of humor. You weren't really getting into the legacy of these characters. Now, granted, eventually they changed that and made a Disgaea sequel mm-hmm. recently. Um, so you can have more adventures of the characters that people really did like more than all of these other ones. So, like once you've got hit characters that people really are behind, 
you have an entire cosplay scene of you're you're pretty good to start making sequels and you'll get more people interested yeah, um at least in with the series itself however at the same time you're also risking uh, alienating newcomers to the series as well because then there will have missed something i mean i know we're talking final fantasy earlier but seven i think when people really attach themselves to those characters that's when you started seeing this consideration of like hey we can just spin out we can continue our own sequels but just spin out all these side stories of these characters people like but i'll show you have give vincent his own shooter yeah give 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 the dead black-haired kid his own game uh (laughs) zach uh sure give tifa her own dead or alive extreme beach volleyball game yeah, but I feel like those take away from the core experience in some way. They feel like lesser games. You know what I mean? They feel like lesser You're about works. The spinoffs or sequels? A uh, spinoffs. In general, spinoffs are historically weaker. Who, who in this world, who in this world is going to talk up on Frasier? <laughs> over Cheers? Yeah. Over Cheers. Come on, come on, let's fight. Not over right Cheers. Now. Not over Cheers. No, Frasier's the yeah. It's a poor substitute. But I mean, I'm talking like Fallout is a decent example. Fallout is another example of how they do this rather than, and even Breath of Fire is another example of how they do this, rather than have the same characters, you know, getting away from the same characters, just keep it the same world. Like, I'm, I don't mind that so much as long as it's the same universe. Well, you know? they're not even in the same world even. I mean, like Fallout is, and it's always just, here's post-apocalyptic Earth, mm-hmm. but I mean, as, as we were saying before, you don't even necessarily need to keep to the same world. You just need to keep to a familiar atmosphere. You need to keep to a familiar, to like a familiar mm-hmm. kind of storyline, familiar characters that may not look familiar but feel familiar. But I've always asked, like, why not just start over? You know, I mean, you can have this. You can just say from the makers of Fallout comes, you know, Washington D.C. apocalypse or whatever you, you know, whatever you want to call. Fallout I was already 3. successful, dude. You're a marketer. You know this. <laughs> I know it's marketing. You know the power. You know the hollow. power of the name. It feels hollow. Like think of, uh, yeah. I was gonna say movies, but you know, Spider. All the all every movie right now is just Avengers. Avengers character insert Avengers character. I don't know. Maybe that's something. Maybe it is something that's just sort of left for the indie indie guys or the smaller developers to actually create different sequels or or use similar engines but in different ways with different characters. You know. But you know how like in film or even in TV or actually this is probably more of a film thing. You know, you have directors who do indie project after small project, and there's sort of themes that hit on. Similar themes that hit in each of that director's uh, or writer's movies. And there's similar styles, usually, in terms of uh, directing, like uh, Coen All Brothers. All movies that, dis- that involve disasters that destroy New York. <laughs> right, yeah. Michael Bay. Michael Bay, that the independent no, film developer, Michael Bay. No, no, like so the no, Coen... I'm forgetting a, no, I'm forgetting a director's name. The Coen Brothers. This is an easy poll. The, bro- the Coen Brothers. You know, you can tell what a Coen Brothers movie is. They never create direct sequels to any of their films, if, I've, if I'm recalling right. A serious man, too. Get serious, sir. So I'm curious if why can't that be the same in the game-playing realm? You know, why do we have to stick to these models, specifically in RPGs, which are so story-driven? You know, role-playing games, I'd say more than any other game, are need to have a great story because you're going to invest 50 hours or 40 hours into it. It'll like, why is that not possible to just sort of start over but use a similar style, you know, create a new world, but just sort of have, them, you know, themes carry over from one game to the next, you know? Unfortunately, it's because games are expensive, man. <laughs> not anymore. You could go Are you Unity. kidding me? I'm talking to make. Oh, yeah. Well, Horsemaster was it, you know? That's a game. Well, Horsemaster was also brilliant. Yeah. Horsemaster also does not need a sequel. <laughs> um, but, like, I mean, think about it now. I mean, there's, there are not many JRPGs coming out. You know, you no longer have, you're no longer dealing with like a final, like a Dragon's Quest game, a Final Fantasy release, a Lufia release, a Mm-mm. Breath of Fire release. Yeah, they tried to Seventh I'm... Saga. <laughs> Seventh Saga. They tried to do uh, remakes with them, like Lufia. They tried to do a remake with it, and it just bombed. Yeah, um, but it's yeah, but I... but where you do see those is like Ash. You know, you see them in smaller releases on like iPhone and. And kind of not Western always, but smaller guys doing it because they have a RPG maker and they just copy that and make make versions of that. 
see, I don't know what the solution is, uh, but me personally, one big, I like a big, long narrative story. I like my worlds to be like Lord of the Rings, you know, a little Frodo. But you want to start over every time. You want to start anew with new, with new blood. I want to, even if they either do to one or two things, keep the characters and have them expand. But most importantly, keep it in the same universe and see how your actions from one game carried over into the next and how those themes and those ideas are sw- switched around and kind of played with in sequels and whatnot. Okay, your Ultima example. Yeah, or even in my case, Baldur's Gate. My case, Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate Two. Right, right. I, I don't know. I don't like this complete reboot every time. I, I find it to be appalling, Jim. What? It gives you. <laughs> I said this before. It gives you more cosplay options. That's true. That's true. Think of all the huge swords I could own that are all different. You know, each one from every each one game. Of them. Everyone's different. Every one. This of one them. has like holes in it to make it more aerodynamic. Uh-huh. This one has two blades. This one has a gun in it. This sword comes out of a gun. It's sh- it's a gun that shoots swords. How many how many more ridiculous swords can we think of? <laughs> this trident becomes a gun. This this sword becomes a trident. Well, it's a which trident turns that in... has swords on each end, and isn't by it... that I mean the three prongs and the and that you hold too. You oh, have to be very true. careful while holding it. That's true. Isn't a trident just a triple sword? Isn't a lightsaber really just a sword in every direction? We'll be right back on one more turn. Welcome back to One More Turn, a show that keeps its adjectives where they belong, in the front. I'm looking at you, Breath of Fire. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. So, Jim, this week we're playing Breath of Fire 2, or Fire Breath 2, if... You prefer Fire Breath in the front. That sounds way less fun of a game. Uh, released in uh, Japan in the late in the late '94, came out in the states in early '95, I believe, by by Capcom. This game had the dubious title of being san- when it was released, being sandwiched between Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger. The releases of those two games. So I feel bad for <laughs> for Capcom when they release this because you are. Oh, you should this... not feel bad for anyone. <laughs> yes, they were released this... to what may be cons- widely considered to be two of the best JRPGs of all time. But let's be honest, Breath of Fire Two was has quite a name. I like even when I was like mentioning to people, like asking for opinions on the game, crowdsourcing. Nobody, nobody had a negative opinion of Breath of Fire Two. Everyone was really excited. They're like, "Holy shit, you're talking about Breath of Fire Two? I loved that game." Did they really say that? They probably haven't played yeah, it. Yeah, it's got the little spiky birds. The little <laughs> spiky birds, so you wonder how they fly. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah, the, they look the little peaks, pecs, pecs. Is gong heads. Chicken heads, they're yeah. They're gong heads. The first Yo, one's gong, gong head. They look gong so head. funny. They look yeah. like little sea mines, but with beaks on them. Yeah, they picked the wrong uh, a mascot. That's really what this game needed was, was to use those guys as their mascot in order for them to gain a little traction. Yeah, but then, it, they need to ha- then they would need to be able to have a breath of fire. Sure, sure. Well, slimes are dragon quests. They don't look like dragons. By the way, that's well, kind they, of... They're, they come from dragons. They're actually dragon earwax. Breath of Fire. I mean, they obviously couldn't call this dragon warrior or dragon quest, even though your main character's part dragon. So they had... This was probably the only title available to them because dragon quest was taken. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or they were just riffing on dragon quest a little bit yeah with these i guess games. they're just like hey man these these dragon games are doing pretty well let's come up with our own dragon dragon rpg yeah i always imagine the developer almost done with breath of fire 2 he's six months out from it being going gold and being released and then final fantasy 6 comes out and i probably would have been a little bummed if i was on that development team and I had, oh, and Final I, Fantasy VI. No one played it at the time. <laughs> sure. Just sort of in terms of story, like you probably thought like, oh, we got a decent story here. Young, you know, boy loses, boy kind of is ousted from his community, be, is half dragon, is going to save the world. Goes on wild adventure after wild adventure. Ha, has a bunch of crazy characters that are with him on these wild adventures. Final Fantasy VI was like all that times six plus a second right. world. We're going to have a cast of characters way larger and yeah. way goofier. Possibly better graphics, yeah. Stakes uh, are much higher. Yeah, and a whole second Villain, world. A whole villains second world. are more understandable. Has a ninja. 
with what? a dog. Who? Yeah. What? Who's ninja with a dog? Final Fantasy Six. Right, oh yeah. Wikipedia. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about Breath of Fire. Yeah. Fuck yeah. No, we're talking about Shadow and Interceptor. A faceless ninja with a dog. Like, like your character here is a speechless a speechless loser with a dogish friend uh like like it just doesn't compare he's like he's like total massively overweight beagle yeah like one is like breath of fire 2 is you're mickey and goofy you know like that's the kind of characters you are whereas final fantasy 6 the dog and shadow are like I don't know, just fucking badass. I can't describe it. The shadow Everyone and is a Han Solo. Yeah. Everyone. Speaking of which, speaking of the side character, I guess we're getting into this now, is Bo Bow. He's a dog spelled B-O-W, Bo Bow. I, I, I found that incre- I found a lot of the text in this game incredibly confusing. I am insulted that you would even consider Bow as a name. He's a dog. Look at this. His He's name is Bo. He's uses a crossbow. Sure, it's not the most creative of names, mm-hmm. but I have I have hard time believing that animals are great at, that are really great at coming up with great wild and creative names. Given that one of the other characters, Cat, is a cat, maybe they just <laughs> alternate the spelling. Some of them get a C, some of them get a K, some of yeah. them get additional T's on there. It is kind of like children spelled it, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I think but I feel Bo like is a Bo is a pull from the first game. Uh, there's a character named Bo in Breath of Fire 1, and he's a fox, but he has a bow. So is this like a fox and the hound situation I, where, I'm like, this is, so. like, the, the next generation where, like, this dog got saved by, by a fox that was related to this other one? Fox and the hound 2, dragon best friend. <gasps> fox and the dragon. <laughs> We're better, doing right? this. <laughs> and I need a clarification from you. Is it Ryu? Is it you? Is it yo? I've heard it pronounced a couple different ways. Every, Street Fighter. I, everyone calls it Ryu, right? This is Capcom. Okay. It's, it's, it's it is actually the, it's it's the same character. Yeah, yeah. Dragon Ball. Right, you yeah, actually, yeah. you lose fire. all your dragon powers when you enter the big Street Fighter tournament, though, because that would be cheating. Yeah. Ken yeah. can't turn into a dragon. Whoever used him? Who, Ken? I use no, Ken. Bo. Oh, Bo. Bow. Bo. <laughs> now I got you doing it. They have me doing it. <laughs> when people remember Breath of Fire 2, I think people remember specifically the characters because like the characters in this game are very unique in their design especially compared to a lot of other role-playing games at the time which you know let's be honest there's not a ton of character like well like very well constructed characters so it doesn't really take much at least within the genre to really Mm -hmm. get people behind character concept so and in this case not only do we have a lot of non-human characters which i am totally all for yeah. as someone who only picks the league of legends champions by people that look the least human i am totally okay with this yeah so this is a world where everything is sorry. anthropomorphic anthropomorphic every every they're not animals as animals they're animals as humans and so a dog looks like a it's basically a guy with a dog head or it's a cat with sort of a cat head although it's a human face uh there's like varying Rhino. there's like varying degrees yeah of anth- of of anthropomorphism because like yeah like there's cat which is like you know she has a cat mostly face. human like yeah. you know bow is or, god damn it, you have me saying it now <laughs> uh, you got me in this it's bugs bunny loop it's bow you know as you said bow is mostly human morally right. obese human but then you've got like rand dumpy. you've got rand who is like just like almost all armadillo it's just an armadillo that can stand upright mm-hmm. that's it sure and he's fucking badass yeah even he somehow doesn't have any attack power yeah, he's probably the best fighter in the game because he heals you and he just beats the hell out of everybody. But he doesn't have much attack. I didn't think so. At least he doesn't start. You know, he certainly doesn't. He start starts that weak, way. but but oh. you get him higher. Well, he he's transforms good. into a tiny rhino thing. <laughs> yeah. So so that's how all the characters are in this game. You get them. You start with Bo. You start. <laughs> you start with Bo. <laughs> Bo's on our minds. You start with Bo. It's just you and Bo. You're kind of just losers out in the world. You're a ranger. He's your buddy. He's kind of a thief. That's not how this starts. Well, it's... it's Let's get in... Okay. How this starts is this giant eyeball just opening up on a blank screen and just being like, Hey, guys. I'm some evil god, dude. I'm gonna eat everybody. Let's feed on chaos. Um, 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 um. And like, hey, let's try to trick all the people into worshipping me and then everything battle happen. It'll be cool because I'm an evil god. I'm like, great. 
thank you. This is like all my negative stereotypes of JRPGs in general. Of like, well, all right, world's in trouble. Gotta go kill God. Do 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 do. Where are my parents? <laughs> so yeah, so you're Ryu. Whatever this evil God guy erases everyone's memory. <laughs> uh, you flee with Bao, and then there's a bunch of demons in the world. And apparently, well, I'm gonna back up. There's a super demon <laughs> in the world. I don't know where to get started on this. There's okay, so here's how I, here's on. how here's how we get started. So there's a character named Death Evan. Death Evan is the child. He sounds like a prick. <laughs> yeah. Not just anyone named Evan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, my name is Kevin, so I'm just a prick with a K. He uh, you fixed it. Yeah. Yeah. He is like the god character. He has created. He has somehow created a. F- uh, tricked people into creating a fake religion where people worship Saint Eva, but they're really worshiping him, Death Evan. And in the process has sent out all his demon minions to go out into the world and set up all these churches all over the world to worship him and gain more energy off their hatred and jealousy, become more powerful, and then destroy the world. That's his goal. Destroy the, destroy the world that he is thus the ruler of at that point. Makes why the, not? At why that not, point. right? Destruction. You're a god. Something. You're bored. Yeah, why not? You're just an eyeball in this very, in this very matrixy sort of beginning yeah wow, I, they won't even know they won't even know that they're powering me and i will destroy all of them I'm like ugh. there's a lot of problems with it because your mom your ryu your mom is the dragon that sealed the caves to keep death well, evan in <laughs> yes <laughs> but somehow all the demons got out anyway so I don't know how she did a bad job. It's because you fell asleep or something. She you did fell a bad asleep. job. She, her head you was fell laying asleep, over the seal. Then all shit went down. Your parents yeah. are vanished. Your sister's gone, and just and nobody knows who you are. And you hang out with this this crappy dog thief <laughs> who like, you man, meet at the church who's stealing come from the church. This thief is a crappy dog. Yeah, yeah, he really is goofy. Like he really, I mean, like capital G goofy. Like he's just a. He's he's the dog nobody wants. Gorge. Um, do we have to pay royalties for that? So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so how the story goes is you start off you and Bo, and it's basically just adventure after adventure. You know, first Bo gets he gets like caught stealing something, so he's out of the game for a while. But you basically so it's just, like it's like the first third of the game is just like yeah, is, is trying to oh get no, him free. Bo is a, Bo is a thief. Like yeah, we. Yeah, we knew. We knew Bo was a thief. Yeah, like I, you're chasing. You're chasing the yeah. real thief, who's actually turns out to be Ryu's sister, Patty. Uh, why she's stealing stuff? It's never made really clear what she stole and why she stole it. Yeah, she's, you know, she, she's just like that Dragon's was a bad gotta guy. Make money. Yeah, it's got to make coin. Not everyone can just go fishing for a while or go hunting roasts. <laughs> well, really, you can't. You can just fish everywhere. And so you meet each person on your journey, and how they, how you meet them is usually it's like I need this. You know, you need such and such character to get to the next part of the game. Uh, with the exception of Rand, you don't really need him to get to the next part of the game. You just need him to make the game go faster. <laughs> right, <laughs> uh, which uh, which this game can use every chance that it uh, gets. It's so much, so much grinding. So this is like grind. This is like the grindiest grindy grind JRPG. Right. There I is play. more grinding going on here than on Grinder. This is it's it's bad. Like, yeah, it's it's. We can we take a quick diversion from our character, our massive character study here. That um, <laughs> this was this is one of my major problems that I've had with JRPGs, and honestly, this is. This is why I struggled with this game, and I struggle going back to any real, like, old-timey JRPG, mm-hmm. is that random encounter level-dependent sort of game slows down the pace to a point in which I do not feel like I am making progression at any sort of a reasonable rate. No. Especially, like, in this game that levels are so crucial. Like, that is actually, I believe, that's where you get the majority of your stats is through levels. It's and not through... and uh, the spells you learn need to be learned at certain levels. You know, you don't yeah. get Cure 2, which is critical in later in some fights, which is mm-hmm. until, like, level 10 or 11. So you have to, like, yeah. just sit there and grind and grind until... Like, the very first dungeon of this out. game. <laughs> the very first dungeon of this game. Like, if you do not go into that dungeon, like, anything less than level 4, you get your ass kicked. Yeah. It's like the first dungeon. Like, yeah. what, you just just run around the overworld and just, like, farming up little slimes and, and bird sea mines? Like, that's ridiculous. That's utterly ridiculous. There's nothing else you can do about it because there's no alternative ways to level. You don't get experience through fishing. You don't gain experience through hunting. You don't no. gain experience any other way than just, like, slash, slash. 
Yeah, it really does the slash they, have, they have all these great little side side games or side things you could do, like yeah, like you fishing or hunting. But yeah, they're pointless because they don't the, the the payout for those is nothing. It's what cure or some meat that you can use for hit points. But yeah, like I just need to get helps. stronger and get more money. Yeah, the equipment <laughs> you know? helps that yeah. you can get through that. But at the same time, like it's very disproportionate given the amount of contributions that your level gives to you. And so therefore that really mm. necessitates this, this need to grind. Also, I think at a, at a much larger, there's a much larger thing. I also kind of just, I've kind of gotten to a point now where I just have a problem with leveling as a concept. Yeah. Like let me as a player get better, not the characters. Yeah. Maybe exactly. I'm just playing too much Spelunky. <laughs> yeah. There's only one kind of grind I want. And that's with Eric Nice, you know, on MTV, the grind. That's a that's a little beyond before your time, Jim. Yeah, you have, to, you have to remember, like my time with MTV, I think begins at Third Eye Blind. Okay, yeah, this is before Third Eye, Three uh, EB, I think, as we call it. Um, a fine year for music <laughs> television. I would say this game, if you took the grinding out and they had paced it right, you probably would trim fifteen hours easily. Like, it's probably about 40 hours if you played straight through. I, I I bet you could trim 15 hours of that time, which is just grinding, which is just give walking Give me a, a ROM circle. hack. Just give me a ROM hack that has, like, double XP or triple XP. Right. This game is, and the, game is, and the problem, is difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm and okay problem, with that. I'm totally okay with that. What mm-hmm. I'm not okay with is the amount of work required. Is the only way to make the game manageable is to just put a ton of time into it, just repeatedly fighting the same battles over and over and hoping you don't get slammed over and over. What it creates, really, is you forget the story. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you are out there for five hours grinding. You're like, what the hell was I supposed to go do next? Who are all these people I'm talking to? you know you just all these people living in my town yeah why are these people in my town like there's so much time spent grinding why are all there why are there all these homeless people in every cave that i go into (laughs) right why is there some dude sitting out next to the fountain i hope he didn't pee in that fountain i gotta drink out of it and replenish my hit points jerk (laughs) (laughs) that's the secret of the health yeah it's the secret health potion homeless pee yeah, and like you said with pacing, what the grinding does, and particularly this one's paced poorly too, not just from the, the, the grind standpoint, but from the story standpoint, it switches every time you start with a new character, enter a new town. And that's kind of a staple of a lot of JRPGs is you have to do these side quests to get back to the main quest. But it's never clear what the main quest is until you... like You don't probably know the real reason why you're going through all this other than save the world. You have no idea what the bad guy's motivation is until the end of the game. So if I'm a player and I'm I'm playing this, you just get bored. You're just like these these characters and these these small stories better be awesome because the main story, the overarching thing, is empty. There's just no, there's just really nothing about it. You know. I'm actually going to disagree with you here. I actually kind of enjoyed that because. I almost viewed it as being episodic in nature. If you view each of these stories in as if it were like its own like television episode, like, okay, here is the episode in which we are introduced to Rand and Cat, and like, oh, here is the bad guy to that episode. So this mm-hmm. guy wants to grow a crazy poison dart and kind of ruin it. And he's like, oh, actually, I'm just kind of evil and I'm going to eat everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, the next one's like, oh, no, like, you know, Nina's sister's been kidnapped. A lot, especially early on, the cast changes like every yeah. what we call episode. Which also, getting back to the grinding point, makes it kind of frustrating. Where the mm. characters that you just grinded up to, you're only really using your main character from that again. Right. Everyone else now has to get brought back up to speed. Well, I, I totally agree. I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, gosh, this feels like a yeah, you know, like you said, episodic, like a TV show. But even a TV show, they have these long. You think of Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. There's always like in every. When can I not? <laughs> well, of course, you know. Her and her, her sister, whatever her sister's name is. Uh, <laughs> Go on, use your exhaustive Buffy knowledge right there. Angel, Spike, the nerdy dude. Uh, no, so, so, Giles, Giles, I know Giles. I saw, I watched the movie, so I was more like a Luke Perry kind of guy. In that, in that TV show, there is always in the background the main story of, you know, the town's going to be destroyed and... Who are the evil demons working in the background to make that happen? There is not this. Like, it is episodic to the point where it's like, you know, Bran's story, then Cat's story, then Sten's story. Even Ryu, his just becomes the last episode, essentially. Correct? I mean, there's there's a little tiny bit 
in the beginning. There's a little tiny bit when you go back to gate and and the town gets blown up. But ultimately, yeah. his story is just the last episode. You know. But in a way, like that explore the ex- it's all about the exploration here because you know. Well, let's think about it. if we just ignore the whole evil eyeball thing part. You know what it's coming down to is you are you know you're a kid who's left confused. What's kind of functionally like amnesia, kind of. You don't get amnesia, it, no. Everyone else. I gets know, amnesia. but it's, it fun. It works yeah. functionally the same way. Like, By the way, oh, what happened? Just apply to what gate? happened to all my friends and family? Yeah, they're all just gone. And, and I guess in this investigation that you have, that is what kind of brings you out in trying to to like, to explore the world and go on your own little You're a adventures. Your character's a ranger. He should already be exploring the world. Your, He's young. your guns for He's hire. Like super young. Your guns for hire. You're like you walk into that first ranger outpost, and they're like, "Yeah, I got a job for you." Like that means yeah, he has seen the world. Yeah, well, what is the, that job? It's the burglary thing, but it's like the no, implica- the no, implication. It's not the f- oh, it's, the first it's, job is finding a pig. Let's be <laughs> honest right. here. You are at the bottom rung of ranger dumb here. <laughs> that scene, like the scene of you finding the pig, hilarious. That was fifty hours ago. I can't remember it. Oh, I see. I see. I haven't slept since. Yeah, where it's just like, oh, you find the pig, and it's th- this homeless guy found it and is cooking it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you he, you help build. He helps you build the town that that he almost right. And then like you return of. the you return the pig, and you know, and Mina's like, oh, you look, you know, you, you look a little more flushed than usual. Than usual. Everyone's like, uh, that's we good. didn't have a problem. No problem here. And then that's that's the ep- the next episode of the Breath of Fire two anime. <laughs> they missed a great bacon joke there. I'm just gonna say it. Something about my bacon almost. Bacon was didn't good. exist in the '90s. <laughs> Turkey bacon did. It was delicious yeah, then like, too. I, like this is almost to a T. This is like a playable anime. Mm-hmm. Like this is a playable '90s anime. That is exactly what this is. How anime how, is it, Jim? How anime is it? This is so anime. I have transformed into a magical girl and back again instantly. Like this is. Like my cat is talking to me and has a sweet hat. Like you're, this is you're not your dog. Your dog's not talking to you. There's not a question mark popping right over your head. No, or but an there exclamation are, there's mark. A little sweat, there's a little sweat drop on my cheek. You may oh, be able to okay. see it here. What? <laughs> what do you mean you can't see it? Almost every character here fits to like a pretty common anime trope here. Now. Um, I, I don't have TV tropes up here, but that's okay. Well, what's Cat? Let's start with Cat. Cat's uh, kind of okay. my favorite because she's sassy. Cat, like, yeah, Cat is the tomboy. Come yeah. on. That is, uh, I don't remember when Outlaw Star came out, but that mm. is Aisha Clan Clan, like to a T, is that yeah. this is the Tomcat character that's kind of ditzy, mm-hmm. um, but is but, lo- but very loyal. How about, sure. uh, so what's Rand? Rand is just your typical stout you know stout stoic type he's your knight he is like yeah he is um he's almost like Sten. your... Sten's kind of your knight you know Sten's kind of no, your Sten's house. a pervy old man what are you talking about the monkey yeah he's like total like that's how he's introduced he's introduced as pervy old man they change his character actually, halfway through he's... i mean he starts as pervy old and then all of a sudden he changes into stoic knight figure when okay, he goes back right, to his right. capsule you know. Right, because he, he finds there's easy, there's better ways to be pervy. <laughs> yeah. To be honorable. Honorable pervy. Um, yeah, but you have <laughs> Nina, like Nina, who is your soft-spoken, shy, magic user type, mm-hmm. probably found in a box. She's, like, she's found in your, a castle. Right, uh, kind of. You know, she's your River Tam, I guess. Mm-hmm. You spar? Know. What, what's Spar? What's the tree man? He's not even a major character, let's no, be honest. Yeah, here. he's he, he literally like right when they introduce him, they take him away. They're just like, here's right, your story. Honest, Who like cares? he shows up briefly, lets you talk to the Pocahontas tree, right. and then he's just kinda gone. Blue. What's blue then? Or Dias, or whatever people call it. the the secret character. What? What the are you half- talking about? This is a secret that was kept from me. Why have you kept the secret from me? <laughs> Secrets ruin friendships, Kevin. You, they ruin you have, there's a secret playable character. You don't know about blue? Oh, we got to talk about blue. Let's 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 talk about blue. I know blue. the color. <laughs> let's let's. She's a, she's a pivotal pivotal character in the Breath of Fire series. Pivotal, Jim. I don't know. I didn't know about her, and I know pivotal things about Breath. I don't. I, I can't. No, I can't nobody knows. That. Nobody knows about this game. It's so dull. It's so boring. Uh, but, no, but but yet everybody still has very high like a very high assessment of it. Like I don't know. Have we just have we just gone beyond that? Like, yeah, I think it's how you think of like a movie 
the the black cauldron was amazing and then you watch it as an adult and you're like ooh this is really not a good movie at all it's just it's no the last unicorn <laughs> no oh nothing's the last unicorn except for maybe the, the last bla- last, except yeah. for maybe the unicorn emperor from Marstive's characters in Breath of Fire 3 yeah grant there are still things that stand out to me about this now mm. like one thing one of the immediate things i noticed is that the animations in this game are sweet like the the char- like the the character sprites specifically in like the battle scenes mm-hmm. like those are pretty cool like i like like a lot of the monsters really adorable they're either like really adorable or mm-hmm. horrifying they are 3d like there's a bit more dimension to them a bit more depth to them than like in final fantasy and great because they they had that kind of diagonal yeah perspective view. On the fight. yeah yeah where it's you know it is only 2d sprites but they're yeah. at least they're giving tilted. it dimension they're trying to give you some they're trying to make it a little more real or a little more like i yeah. said they're giving the world dimension with that three quarters view and like the and i think in general like the monster design i think is pretty cool even mm. though from actually a gameplay perspective, there's very little difference between a lot of the different monsters. But like, just blue look at the text. goblins. The yeah. goblins are fucking adorable. <laughs> yeah, they're the most like another missed opportunity on a on a on a great character uh, uh, mascot. Is was those like, goblins? You just stand there during the battle. You just sit there in the battle scene. You just leave it, and they just stand there with their little ears twitching, and it's like so cute. Yeah, yeah. And then they give you little bites. Like, oh, they're just like I don't know if, if they look like little mushrooms essentially or turnips upside down turnips with little feet and then they just have a little pointy head and little yeah like little this is a little pointy head like little pointy heads just with feet i know they have hands they just no, have they huge don't. mouths no the head hits you they hit you with their heads and they have little cute twitchy ears I'm like oh my god i want to take one of you home <laughs> i'm sure you'll buy a doll i'm sure there's a doll put a muzzle on you no i'm getting a gong head one first that would be kind of spiky, though. I mean, I well, like before I get my own cat eye. body pillow. Wait, hang on. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Who is your Breath of Fire 2 crush? Uh, I didn't like Nina because she says, like, two words in the whole game. Uh, so I was, I just like Cat better as a character because she's sassy, you know? She's no sassy demon like mid-boss. I think, but... I think calling a cat girl sassy is kind of racist. They prefer yeah. to be called feral Mm-hmm. Fair, really i would think i would think they would put like a feline kind of name like you know hey girl get that tail over what name do you think that they would prefer oh i feel so bad i said it my mouth is dirty no amount of soap well just uh out. just do like cat and lick yourself clean cats lick themselves clean jim if you don't own a cat they lick themselves clean i will end you <laughs> We'll be right back on one more turn. I am your Dark Evan. <laughs> Death Evan. Death Evan? I don't know the name of the god I'm supposed to be and threatening you with. <laughs> Welcome back to One More Turn, a podcast that now has on Craigslist for sale one slightly used cat body pillow. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. Jim, you you binge you binge watched this game. You know. You spent what was your favorite episode? Well, I mean I kinda of played some uh, of it. You, most of it. Didn't watch it. What was your favorite episode in your binge binge watching <sighs> of this Breath of Fire two T V series? Anime. Okay, so I'm gonna stick only to like the first half because like, the second half that's kind of when it gets into here is it almost felt like the movie where instead just going to go on goofy adventures. Almost in a way, it's kind of Trigon esque, mm-hmm. where like the very end of it, that's when it got really serious and was like a several episode arc involving finding out who your family is and the like. But other than mm-hmm. that, it's a bunch of goofy episodes and adventures involving a whole crazy cast of characters. Um. We may go for the same thing here, because I am talking about the introduction of the frog. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Like specifically, like that entire, so that entire kind of story about the the frog. There's the frog prince. There's the the twist on it, and that no, he's supposed to be a frog. Yeah. So how that happens is literally you find this giant frog, and the giant frog is like, hey. Mick, you know, change me back to my original form. That's kind of always says, go talk to this witch. You go talk to the witch. All she says is, oh, yeah, you just have to kiss him. He'll be, he'll turn back to normal. You go back to the frog, kiss him, and he turns from giant frog into anthropomorphized frog. Like he's just human frog. Which is interesting to 
considering how you know how closely he came out to Chrono Trigger. And by the way, what what's his what's his what's his name, Jim? What's what's the frog? Gene. And what what nationality would you describe Gene as? If, if I had to, to make, look, if I had to make a guess between of any country between Spain and Germany, I would have to say um, Angola. Racist. It's French. It's French. <laughs> Racist. Racist. <laughs> like I'm sorry, French. A French frog. I mean. Part of me, yeah, really, I really like, like that. I really like he that. He looks That's like just, a froofy musketeer. I really like that they made him French frog and they made him, yeah, musketeer. And he's probably the worst fighter in your group. Like, you never want Jean in your group other than to travel across ponds and stuff. But yeah, and then how they introduce him. As soon as he's on your team, he's like, hey, let's go to my castle. I got some sweet digs out there. And there's an imposter. It's just shock, surprise, surprise. There's a demon that's impersonating Jean. In, in his castle. Right. As every one of these episodes has gone previously. Yeah. And so there's always just, there's a demon at the end of this that's going to cause some amount of chaos in the world. This is totally a John Carpenter's They Live situation. <laughs> We're like, oh, we got to find out who's the demon in charge here. Who's not who they appear to be. Yeah, I was thinking more of like a cult, the thing. It's a little bit of the thing mm-hmm. scenario here. But the best part about that episode, the reason I really liked it, although at times it frustrated me, is everybody in this kingdom is just super laid back. They're just like, yeah, go with the flow, man, to the point where they kind of know that there's an imposter in charge, and they're just like, But they just eh, don't really care. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, who <laughs> cares? We have this giant restaurant where we're trying to cook people. Arguably a very French attitude or Parisian attitude. Just like, eh, life is life. You go, you know, da da da. You live your life how you ever want to live it. That's my French. <laughs> it's kind of bordering on Spanish. <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't know. Like that, actually, that episode I remember specifically from my childhood. Because it was the first time that I had ever seen swear words in a video game. Oh, what is it say? The golden fly curses at you. When you say shit? He says damn. Yeah. The golden fly's got a potty mouth. Yeah, so that's how you have to prove... That's the best part, is you have to prove that Jean is innocent. And so you have to go into some deep, dark, awful dungeon. And it takes forever because there's three boss fights in it. And it's, like, super hard... And you have to kill the golden flies, the final boss, and then you have to eat all the bosses you killed. As it's like a cooking competition, you're getting the ingredients for this massive cooking competition, and killing these bosses are the ingredients. And when the competition happens, it's obviously been rigged, and nobody cares. <laughs> nobody who's watching, everyone knows it's rigged. And they're just like, eh, whatever. Say lovey. Uh, <laughs> and they have to prove Jean's innocence just an entirely different way. Like the whole dungeon cooking side story just ends up being pointless, like completely pointless to saving him. Much <laughs> like a lot of the time spent in this game. Yeah, like just the only person in this kingdom who cares is his sister, right? I can't think of her the princess. name. The princess. And even he Kalapi? doesn't care that he's being impersonated. Even he is like, well, you know, I'll just paint in the in the cell or whatever. I'll just paint in prison. I'm cool. <laughs> Which makes me wonder why he ever joins you in the first place. You know, he's just like a rolling stone, just kind of rolling through life. You know, he's just like, meh, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, when he becomes gigantic frog on the map, that is literally what he becomes. The thing I found funny is like his reasoning why he joins you. He's just like, because like, eventually you save him, you kill frog demon. Jean's just like, yeah, my sister should lead us because my dad's kind of a vacant and kind of stupid. And he's just like, oh, I'm going to go with him. Yeah, because, you know, it'll be kind of fun. Like, he has no, like, great excuse. Like, no, like, it's a great, a great adventure. Right. Yeah, I'm going to save the every world. other character had, the, like, the reasoning of either, well, I kind of owe this character one, so... Mm-hmm. And he kind of needs people to help on building houses or something like that yeah. so i guess i'm gonna go help bill i go do his habitat for humanity over there <laughs> jimmy carter's there jimmy he carter's... teaches you how to cook uh, oh okay he does some bean farming too while he's at it he help, he's mm. jimmy carter is a character in this do you not know jimmy carter was a bean farmer is this just going over your head <laughs> 
I was born in 1986, friend. <laughs> okay, all right, fine. Jean is just like, whatever, I don't care. Why did you like? I'm curious why you like it. I, I just like there's just nonsense. It's just like a character you don't like. His, his, he, doesn't, he doesn't really care, and he's kind of like a burden once you once he joins your team. Like He's always a bad fighter when you have him. The characters in general don't really seem to be all that balanced, and especially once mm-hmm. you start getting some of the crazy unification powers, which I think is really cool being able yeah. to like, completely transform your character, even to like how they look. So mm-hmm. all of the versions, almost every character has their own like badass looking version where, you know, cat all of a sudden turns into like this kind of demony cat. Like Mina gets like this really crazy robe. Yeah. That, like more flourishes. Uh, it, Rand, Rand doesn't look more bad. He kind of does. Well, he looks tiny. He's a Bo, tiny little rhino. Bo turns into like, this friggin' like fat fire thing. Have you ever used that? He turns into some like yeah. fire guy. Like it doesn't even have anything to do with his name or being a dog. It's just all of a sudden he sure. looks like a. You know, Sten turns into like this crazy looking like freak out monkey. Do you ever feel bad for Spar that like he is like a plant animal and looks cool already? And his transformation is to turn into a f- female anime wizard? He kind of turns like, like the does pointy he have like a hat. Drag- does he have like? Isn't it like a like? Doesn't he have a dragon form though too? Or does he, he has he a couple. Those? Yeah, he has a couple. But like the one everyone remembers is that he turns into basically a. I think it's a. I mean, it looks pretty feminine. It looks like a girl to me. Uh, but then again, Spar's. I a think plant. we have blown. We have blown up the anime gendering <laughs> in that we have magical girls that are male. Or maybe we just had Spar all wrong. So is that putting? Is that putting? <laughs> so what level of anime are we talking then? Are we near? Are we closer to ten here? Are we? Clo- are we still? Well, I, we are seven? talking. This is like this is post grad magical girl studies right here. We can form a dissertation on this. So I have the Breath of Fire wikia up right now, and the very last line in it says, "One of Spar's shamanization." forms depicts him as a magical witch girl further questioning his slash her slash its gender though it could be argued that spar takes on the shaman's female gender who's arguing that <laughs> i think what we're, the, the I think we're arguing that right now like? i think we're arguing that right that right now I it mean, could I be argued i mean it could things. be Look. it could be argued theoretically in a world where people are talking about spar of breath of fire too and his, and her, magical girls. Yeah, I've played think, Long Live the Queen. It could be argued, Jim. They're not saying it will be argued or it has been argued. It's a completely <laughs> theoretical uh, statement. It's the biggest cop-out answer. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you know, it could be a lot of things. This game could have been a little tighter. This game could have not had the weird ending that it had, which was you had two options. You know, you go through the end of the game. You find your mom. You find out that you're part of the dragon clan, as if it's not obvious already because you turn into a dragon at the drop of a hat. And you uh, get dragon puppies. You can have dragon kids and dragon. What's the, what's the, what do you call it? No, 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 dragon you don't baby. have dragon kids. You have dragon puppies. It's the power. They're like, yip, yip, yip. But you're given kind of this option like, hey, go into this gate, enter, you know, last guy world and defeat the last guy. Or you could wait. Or you could wait. It just says wait. So it says, it says, what do you want to do? Do you want to wait? Or do you want to defend? And From if what? It's implied that like Death Evan, whose name is awful, if, if the longer he goes, the more powerful he gets. And so you can wait until he comes to the surface and you can fight him when he comes to the surface. Or you can defend and go into his deep dark lair and kill him. So they give you they give and they pose it that way. But what happens is if you choose the wait option. Bad ending right away. It's just immediately like the world ended. <laughs> yeah. Why would you ever choose that? Yeah. Like, but you don't know. Like, how they present it to you is just like they don't present it to you in the script that way. They present it to you like it's a real option. Like, you actually will fight him if you wait. He'll just be harder. You know, you defend, you go into the deep dark world, you kill Death right. Evan, fight you get the, the bad guys. You get the cool cutscene on how you kill him, you know. There's one good cutscene in this game that I liked. The end, when you get to Death Evan, he kills all your friends or all the friends that you're with. Just right away, he just, boom, just kills them right there like while you're standing there. It's a jerk thing to do, yeah, even yeah. for the last boss. You get super pissed off. Another anime trope, by the way. You get super pissed off and more powerful. So you turn Super Metroid. You turn, yeah, no, you turn uh, Super Saiyan, you mean. 
I was trying to do a callback to an episode. <laughs> so you get, well, we're trying to remember anime, anime, Jim. You get super pissed off. You take out your dragon sword. You run it, Death Evan, or now he's just called Evan at that point because he hasn't transformed into Death Evan yet. <laughs> it's just called Evan. Like what it's the really, fuck? it's really like, the same do we, Evan. Do we need to walk through this step by step? We do. Evan, you slash Evan because Evans are jerks, and then he turns into Death Evan, and then you fight him in the end. That's the game. That is the game right there. There's no like denouement. There's no like epilogue. There's no like. Hey, this is what happened, everybody. It's just like, hey, good job. You killed Death Evan. We sealed the gate. The end. You don't get to know sure. if you. We don't Ryu know if Ryu ended up, up. We don't. We don't know. We don't know if he ended up with Cat. It's, it's a, implied. It's not even implied. He gets home and she's like, they get home as a party and she's what runs out of the house. She's like, you're back, and that's it. There's no like smoochy smoochy. There's no like indication that they. You get haven't it. read my fan fiction then. <laughs> oh. oh www.firebreathfanfiction.com dot net dot aol hi everyone normally in this part of the show jim and i would give our game recommendations but going forward we're going to do things a little differently we're changing formats and more specifically well we're going weekly from here on out one week we'll take a popular game of gaming's past and discuss it the next week, we'll give our gaming recommendations and maybe do a little house cleaning, read some emails, read some tweets, brush up on our anime just to figure out how anime things are. Thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you look forward to this new format. One More Turn is produced, created, and hosted by Jim Staholsky and Kevin King. If you have any comments, questions, game suggestions, email us at onemoreturnpodcast at gmail.com. Leave a comment on our Facebook page. Uh, that's backslash one more turn. IED is courtesy of Pixel Hate off his album and the Revolution. You can find more Pixel 8 music at pixelh8.co.uk. Blue Paint is courtesy of Breakbeat Heartbeat and the Waveform Generators off his album 2206. Find more Breakbeat music at soundcloud.com slash breakbeatheartbeat. Kevin, Kevin, what are we going to play next episode? Next episode is Resident Evil. Excuse me. Resident Evil.